Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's usually five questions in nine minutes, but today we have a repeat offender, a secondary guest, Deidre Diamond, who is the founder and CEO of CyberSN. Deidre was number 113 back in August of 2021, so over two years ago, where she was really talking a lot about hiring and retaining cyber talent. And guess what? She's still doing that today. And so, Deidre, thank you so much for coming back and joining us. We love having you. Yeah, it's great to be with you. So let's kick it off. What have you been up to since the last time you were on the Cyber Pro podcast? I mean, 2021 is so long ago, right? Oh, my gosh. That's pre-COVID. COVID, I don't even know anymore. Uh, so lot. Uh, you know, we had an economic challenge after a stimulation of the economy and uh, and so that always hurts the perm business and um, increases the contract business. And is of course, disruptive. If, if that's what it does to jobs and it's disruptive across the entire channel of humans. Uh, so my business sees that, you know, uh, front and center. And, um, you know, we've been working diligently to... Uh, support those that were laid off as security found first time layoffs, uh, as well as, uh, you know, our retention as a service strategy, you know, that started a couple of years ago is something that people really have, uh, you know, put their budgets into because their roles have gone on hold. And so that's been a nice uh, win to see that adoption and people caring for their people, even though they know they can't hire and uh, and then, of course, contract business goes up whenever, you know, perm goes on hold uh, or down, uh, contract goes up. So I've been busy between that from a from the perspective of, you know, our platform and our services. So our platform, you know, provides our matching services that is, you know, half the cost or more, you know, or less, excuse me, you know what I mean? And then, of course, you know, automation of job postings and offering that free is just coming to us now and saying, you know what, we can't service the world anyways, even, you know, let them post their jobs for free. So I'm moving in that now. That's amazing. I, I am curious to get your insights because you're so keyed in onto the talent side. We all know there's a skills gap. We all know on the other side of that skills gap is a burnout, is a burnout path. And we know there's tons of really cool people doing tons of really cool stuff in there, but you're right. This is the first time we've seen security take a riff or any type of event like that, but we still have open job wrecks. So what's what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on. One is that we have a broken job search and match system. It's not about matching. It's just about searching and hoping somebody finds your resume and it's most calls are not the right fit. So that's a we got that going on, you know, this old antiquated way of job searching, ATSs and submitting resumes. And then there's this, to your point earlier, before we got on here, you know, five jobs in one, three jobs in one, you know, security professionals, uh, you know, now know that have experience what an environment needs to look like. And they're just not interested in those jobs where they want a purple unicorn, like, it's not cute anymore to be a unicorn. We know what being a unicorn means. It means serious burnout. So you've got, you know, you've got that. Uh, and then in terms of, you know, 
skills and what look uh, you know what's out there at any given time there's been about 160 to 165,000 jobs posted a month in cybersecurity in the US. We have them all at CyberSM. We've been doing that for 13 months now and we take them down every 30 days. So they're refreshed. So they're staying at that number. And so when you look at those job descriptions, they're just trash. They're just, most of them are trash. You know, you don't even know what they're looking for. There's no money associated. You have no idea what is a must have, what isn't. And so you, you've got the fact that even if the job isn't a, a, a purple unicorn, uh, who knows what it is. And again, even if a practitioner is laid off, they're, they're not going to just answer a hundred thousand job ads. Right. You know, like doesn't make any sense. So I have the breakdown between all the roles, you know, it's, you know, the analyst, if, if you will, is usually somewhere around 70,000 of it, you know? Um, and the challenge with that is an analyst title means nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, like we see analysts, one, two, and three, and they're an IAM engineer, or they're a security engineer, right? Or, um, you know, they're an incident response uh, engineer, and yet they have this title, analyst one, two, and three. So we've got that whole, you know, title, what does it even mean challenge, too, with a lot of this. But I would tell you that overall security professionals, well, it has hurt to see us, you know, feel this for the first time. Uh, you know, security is still, of course, the desired skill set. It's just it, everybody wants experience. And it's tough to get that experience. And and this is a good kind of pivot. I'm curious. You've had your 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 fingers on the heartbeat of kind of the talent world for the last few years, but how has the cybersecurity landscape around talent really evolved over those yeah. last few years? It's been nine years. I just had my nine-year anniversary. Uh, it's crazy. We're like, we got to plan a big one for 10. But uh, <laughs> when it comes too fast, you got to start planning now. Uh, and uh, I wish I'd seen a lot of change. Uh, and 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 I'm disheartened. I haven't. It's fa In fact, it's why I have been out at conferences for the last few months, Um delivering a talk that says we need a compliance control for uh, retaining cybersecurity professionals. And um, I've given the talk three times now. I have tons of cyber leaders uh, who want to be involved. We've, we've chosen five. We're now creating a risk framework. Um, and, and the reason is, is that I still see attrition so high, just constant, um, not necessarily uh, even the juniors. Uh, it starts at the C-suite, as we know. So, you know, what was, when I entered this industry nine years ago, you know, uh, there was a common language problem. There's still a common language problem. The work that CyberSN has done has changed that a lot. And everybody refers everybody to our career center and uh, NIST, NICE has put us in the career pathways and our taxonomy is the go-to. Uh, yet at the end of the day, it's not, you know, uh, it, we still see all these job postings with not in the text. I mean, that's why I'm like, oh my God, just make the job postings free. I can't, I can't do the same. I, now that I've seen these jobs for 13 months. And so we have the common language problem. We have these poor job description problems still there. Uh, and then we have this, you know, well, what's the money? You know, everybody's talking to people, trying to hire, don't have the budget 
down, wasting everybody's time, not knowing what to pay people. <laughs> you know? So it hasn't advanced. It's, people are being more burnt out. So because all of that says more people are doing the job for others and, and jobs aren't getting filled around professionals. And so they're getting more and more burnt out. So let's move forward into the future a little bit and talk to me about what might be some cool trends or approaches that you're excited about or maybe that you're driving and, and really is going to drive this story? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's that retention as a service because what it ultimately means, and I I built the, the service and I lead it today uh, with others on our team, is um, we come in and um, figure out what everybody's really doing, you know, <laughs> meaning spend time with them, create their job description. And look at what the MSSP is doing, look at what consultants are doing, and look at what contractors are doing, and then say, okay, here's your gaps. Here's how you could have a cross-functional org chart so that you could start to train others so that you can retain and develop them and also do good for the company. And, um, you know, looking at income, uh, assessing that, assessing uh, education and training uh, that these folks want and being the person, the company that can hold that conversation to get that done because every leader wants to do it, but they don't have the time. And uh, it's not just managing those individuals' careers. It's about making cross-functional development plans so that you can grow and develop people. And I think that, you know, the firms out there, you know, the big, huge for consulting and all that that do this, as I understand, and mine just came as a genuine, my friends need my help. Right. Now, you know, they all do this. The challenge is they don't really speak cybersecurity. So, I mean, it's, it's a totally different game. So I'm loving that because, I, let me just tell you, I went to a meeting with uh, the head of uh, security for a hospital this week already uh, for the retention as a service offering. And I know what he has on his plate and that's the hospital is hardcore, man, hardcore. Uh, and I expected he'd show up really stressed out when he came and he was just had a big smile on his face. He was so excited. And I said, Oh my God, I totally expected you to come stressed out. Like I know how much you've got on your plate. Like we've done all our, our intakes. And he goes, are you serious? This is the one call where it's about taking care of me and my team. I'm so excited about what we're doing. I am, you know, I'm relying on you all big time to help me and help us, you know, move this forward. You've got people that have been together for periods of time and they want to figure out how to stay, but everybody gets their breaking point if it's just constant fighting fires and you can't get ahead, right? So this whole problem that everybody's has, having requires some love and understanding of how these departments can function with technology and function with services. And I love what we're doing. I couldn't do it without, you know, Dom Glavage, our chief security and technology officer. He's behind all my taxonomy and everything else and his team, but between his team and the services team uh, and myself, we crushed this offering and it feels good. It feels good to see these services but at the end of the day, that's what we need. We need care for these professionals. We need a compliance control. I mean, I was at the airport the other day and I heard a I heard a pilot sharing why he's sitting, you know, at the restaurant so long. And he's like, Well, I can't you can't sit in your seat more than nine hours. You can't fly more than eight. And I'm like, exactly. That's the stuff we need in security. Yeah. Uh otherwise, we're just we're seen as a cost center 
And so it's not going to get better. I love it. Well, now let's get to the fun and final question. In the past, we've asked you your favorite piece of retro technology, but now we're going modern. What's your favorite piece of technology today that makes you smile? Oh, wow. Ooh, la la. You know what it is? It's my um, self-driving, but not self-driving car. What the heck do they call that? Where uh, my car, it can speed up and stop as long as somebody's in front of me, you know, that whatever the automatic cruise speed. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I hate that feeling of my feet and having to use them all the time and keep them in one position and your foot flexed, you know, and I don't have to do that all the time. That's like, that's my favorite. I love it. Deja, thank you for coming back again to the Cyber Pro Podcast. Good to be with you. Thank you for tuning into the Cyber Pro Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and all of our cool bonus content.